0: I'm Ed Gross, and this is CloserWeekly.com's classic TV and film podcast, celebrating the golden age of television and movies, then and now. Actress Karen Allen came exploding out of the gate in 1978 with her movie debut, National Lampoon's Animal House. From there, she went to star as Marion Ravenwood in not one but two Indiana Jones movies. Claire Phillips and Bill Murray Scrooge, which coincidentally has just been issued on Blu-ray for its 30th anniversary and Jenny Hayden and John Carpenter's sci-fi romance, Starman. With all of that in mind, we're devoting today's show to a wide-ranging interview with Karen as we celebrate some pretty big movie milestones with her. Join us as we talk about her early days, what it was like having her first major role in the success that was Animal House, working with Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford, and her growing career as a director. There's so much more, but why hear it from me when you can hear it from Karen herself? Hi, Ed. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Excellent is wonderful. I always like to hear when somebody's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. That's good. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I realized this. I was making notes for myself before. It's what I do. And it dawned on me, you have like massive anniversaries going this year. And and I
1: guess. You know, this is, this is uh, yeah, Animal House is 40th. Yep. Rouge is 30th. Are
0: there others? Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is 10 years old. Is it? I didn't even, I didn't even know that. <laughs> surprise!
1: <laughs> <A> surprise! <laughs> I, th- I find it really kind of funny and, and sort of wonderful that films have anniversaries, you know, like like marriages. And, you know, uh, yeah, like
0: <laughs> absolutely. You, you know what's so funny? It's like, I can handle Animal House being 40. I can handle Scrooge being 30. For some reason, the thought that Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull could be 10 years old already... That's insane.
1: I know. That seems wild. Yeah, but I guess it's true because I do remember we, we, I guess, I I thought we shot it in 2008, but maybe we shot it in 2007. But wow, I know time, it just, you know, time is just one of the most, abstract concept <laughs> it just, you know, it goes by in a flash and, you know, sometimes it seems to last, you know, a minute seems to last forever, yeah. you know, you just can't quite get a grasp on it, but uh, well, yeah, no, yeah. It, it's, it's unbelievable to me that Animal House, we shot that 40 years ago. I mean, that's a full adult human being's life.
0: That's yeah? right. <laughs> That's right. You know, my gauge of being old is I've lived long enough to see Planet of the Apes remade twice. So that that means I'm old. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: so, dear. So <laughs> what
0: are you going to do? Um, before I go before I go anywhere with any of these movies, I, I, I did want to ask because I hadn't realized this until today. Uh, is directing like a newfound passion for you? Is that something that you're sort of really exploring now or –
1: Well, it it is. And I mean, it started out, you know, when my son was little, and I was having, you know, it was was becoming very challenging for me to travel and, and do particularly, you know, films, you know, so you often learn about them, you know, a month before or so. And then all of a sudden, you know, they want you to be, you know, somewhere for months. And, and, you know, when you're raising a child who's in school, it's just not just not possible or practical or, or, you know, or, or healthy for, for them in their lives. So I began directing in the theater, um, which, which, you know, was, was I, I, which I discovered that I really, really, truly loved doing. And and I also felt like I, I really had a knack for it. And I started getting very positive feedback, both from, the actors I was working with and and the artistic directors of the theater companies I was, I was working with. So I thought, you know, this is something for me to explore because it, it also opens up my world in terms of possibilities. You know, there's such a vast um, world of great plays out there, not all of which have roles in them for me. So it allows me to really, um, you know, be, be able to work on plays that, that, you know, I might not ever be able to work on otherwise as I can work on them as a director, but, you know, I would never work on a certain play as an actor because, you know, there may not even be a
0: a female role in it. Do you have a preference for the theater or in directing to acting in movies? I mean, I'm not sure what your passion is or do you have passion for both?
1: You know, I really, I, I think they complement each other beautifully and I, I I have always really, actually loved going back and forth between the two. Um, you know, I mean, certainly, you know, unless you're doing little tiny indie films, which i I, I often do, um, uh, you know, you can't really make a living in the theater these days. it's 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 pretty hard to to do that. So, you know, I think as actors, we have to be as diverse as we possibly can, and it, it becomes important to just sort of, you know, work, you know, in film and work in theater and work in television and just, you know, move as freely between those mediums as as one can. But, you know, there's so there's so there's so many areas of similarity as an actor in terms of doing doing the interior work, and there's so many dissimilar qualities in terms of you know the actual, uh, you know, commitment, and and uh, you know often, you know, when you're you know to to be doing a film, you're you're often pulled out of your environment, and you're often in on a location, and you're working 12, 14 hour days, and you know once you're through rehearsal in the theater, you're you're going and doing you know one performance a night, but you get the beautiful continuity of start at the beginning and you go to the end of of telling the story night after night, after night, you know, whereas in film, you know, it's little bits and pieces. You do the ending and then you do the middle and then you come back to the ending.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. You know, what I'd like to do is, is hit you with the film titles, if this is okay. And, and get just your sort of your thoughts on them. I mean, looking back, if that's okay. You know, so I'm going to go into the ancient past then with Animal House and just get your feeling uh, about that movie when you think back to it.
1: Well, you know, it was my it was my first film. I was very, uh, you know, uh, green. I, I didn't really know. I'd, I'd worked in the theater for four years, but I had never done it. I had done a little student film, I think, at that point. So I, I had actually been in front of a camera, you know, once for a couple of weeks, but um, uh, to to actually be, you know, on a location working with professional actors, I was so lucky to, you know, be a lot of the actors in Animal House. Were, we were all making our very first film. So it, it, and we were all, you know, of a similar age range. So, you know, you, you probably couldn't almost be in a in a better situation for a first film in the sense where, you know, we had this feeling that we were all kind of in the same boat and we got along really well. And, and I'm ve- still very, very close friends with a lot of those actors. Um, so, you know, that was just a, a very lucky thing for me to be cast in that film.
0: Oh, yeah. And did success shock you at all? I mean, that was that was quite the blockbuster, wasn't it?
1: Well, you know, I didn't, honestly, I didn't have a concept of that kind of success, having never been, you know, until I did Animal House, I had never met an actor who had been in a film. So, um, I know, I I had been, I worked in the theater in Washington, D.C. I moved to New York City to work in the theater. I was auditioning for theater projects when I saw a little notice for an audition for a film film. Casting college-age actors and actresses, I sent my picture and resume. I got a phone call. I showed up at the audition, and there was John Landis and Harold Ramis and and Chris Miller, and you know all of the the, the creative team, uh, Ivan Ivan Reitman, and and um, you know suddenly they had asked me to do this film and. And, you know, I was, it was a brave new world. I mean, I I really didn't know anything about that world at all.
0: To go to that brave new world, as you say, but then three years later be, I'm going to use the word thrust into, but I'm sure it wasn't that, but to suddenly find yourself on a Steven Spielberg set with Raiders of the Lost Ark, how mind blowing was that? I'm sure Animal House was mind blowing in its own, but how mind blowing was it to be in that movie with Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg and all that?
1: Well, pre, you know, pretty amazing. It, you know, I, I had seen Jaws, and I had just seen uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, I think, when they asked me to come in and meet him. And I had, you know, I had very much loved Close Encounters. Jaws just scared the crap out of me. Yeah, but, everybody. But really loved. I've grown to appreciate Jaws since, but I mean... That that kind of film, you know, it was like I, I spent years like just trying to, you know, be able to go back into the
0: ocean. I was afraid to go to the bathroom. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but but you know, I was I was very much looking forward to working with Stephen. I I you know I I didn't I didn't you know I wasn't an LA person. I was a New York person, so. I didn't have, I didn't know that much about him except that, you know, he had made those films. And I think probably before, before I worked with him, I did see um, uh, Duel and I did see Sugarland Express. So you know, I, I really kind of got to know his work as best I could. And Harrison, I had seen, I guess, in in you know uh, the first Star Wars film the second Star Wars film was just coming out as we were going off to London to start shooting Raiders. So, so, you know, I knew his work a little bit. Um, But, you know, I mean, I could, I could tell through other people's awe and wonder, you know, that I had been cast in this film, you know, that it, you know, it was being perceived as a big deal that I had been, you know, fortunate enough to be asked
0: to do this role. I like that. According to other people, it was a big deal. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, you know,
1: I mean, at the time you don't, you know, you don't really, unless, you know, unless it's like, um, you know, unless it's somebody who has like, I, I think, you know, Steven Spielberg, now we have this huge body of work. Right. It is so extraordinary you know, at the time, I really only, I knew those two films, and, and Jaws, I, I, just kind of as I said, you know, before I worked with John Carpenter, I tried to watch every film he'd ever done, and I couldn't get more than 20 minutes into them. Because <laughs>
0: they scared you, They right? scared
1: me to pieces. <laughs> I mean, I watched like 20 minutes of The Fog, and I was like, enough of that. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I'm like... <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm so, I mean, I like, I like some horror films, like I like The Shining, but, 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 uh, you know, like when it's like people are getting like stabbed out of the fog or, you know, I, 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 you know, and the Halloween I've never been able to see, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a wuss in the horror (laughs) horror film uh, department. I think only one person should die in a film, and everybody should feel terrible about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that your philosophy about movies? <laughs> yes, kind of. <laughs> no slice and dice movies for you.
1: No, it's just not my thing. I'm, I'm, you know, it's like I'm too sensitive or something. I, I really, it becomes unbearable for me to watch people be injured. I, I just can't. You know, I know it's a movie. It's like I'm I know it's a movie, <laughs> but I can get so absorbed in it that really it feels like it's happening to me. You know, I identify too much. I, I suppose.
0: You know, lucky for you then, working with Carpenter, that you worked on him on Starman, about as far removed from those other movies as you could get.
1: I know, I know.
0: Scourged, of course, um, which is the main attraction for this conversation. Uh, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that movie. I mean, it's it's like it's so interesting that a Christmas Carol can be told in so many different ways.
1: Yes, well, I mean, it's it's a you know a truly great story that Dickens wrote, and, and um, you know I had I had read it many times, uh, in, in, you know in my life, I, I suppose, and um, uh, also seen many different versions. Of, of it done on stage and done, you know, as, as, you know, various film versions, I suppose, you know, there's, there's that old British one that was done like probably in the forties that I grew up with. Um, Alistair, uh, what is his name who played Scrooge Alice, Alistair. Oh. There was an actor who, whose name I believe was Alistair something who played Scrooge in a kind of classic British version of it. That you know, when I was a kid growing up, that was the version that we would watch on television every right. every year. It was an old black and white uh, classic uh, version of, of of the story. And uh, I, you know, when I read it, I I was just so impressed with with the way that um, Michael O'Donohue and 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 Mitch Glazer had had sort of structured the story in that, you know, they had taken. Frank Cross's character and made him a television executive, which I thought, you know, was quite clever on their part and quite, you know, you know, had a, a certain kind of resonance and made a certain sort of sense oh, yeah. and, and, um, you know, and to take Claire and make Claire, um, you know, a, a, a social worker who, you know, worked with the homeless and to create that kind of dichotomy between these two characters who had once been in love with each other and their, younger days and had had a kind of commonality in their feelings and in their world, I I just thought it was very, um, you know, it was really good writing and really, uh, you know, a a wonderful retelling of of the story and, you know, bringing it into the modern day. I suppose if you were going to set it now, you know, (laughs) the character would be, you know, someone from Wall Street or from, you know, somebody who works for, a big financial institution that is, you know, Amazon (laughs) responsible for, for ripping, for losing, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people's, you know, life savings. And, and, you know, uh, you, you know, that's probably, you probably take it more into that world, but uh, I think we were a little more innocent in the, in the late '80s, than we are now. Are
0: uh, you yeah, just a little, <laughs> just a little bit? Yeah. You know what was? How about Bill Murray and uh, working with Bill Murray and also Richard Donner? What was that like?
1: Well, I I adored working with both of them. Richard Donner was just a delightful person and and you know a wonderful captain of this very very large ship that we were sailing because Scrooge had you know there were a lot of moving parts in Scrooge and and um, you know Bill was. I had I had spent some time with Bill, maybe I don't know six months or a year before we uh, before I, I auditioned for this um, because he had come to I was working with a Shakespearean company and they were interested. Bill was having talks with them about playing some of the great Shakespearean comedy, you know, comic roles, and I had had a couple of dinners with Bill. Um, in which he just was charming and funny and, and you know, I remember a couple of uh, one one dinner in particular where he was he was just, you know, he was in the zone, so to speak, and he was making myself and the artistic director of the company laugh so hard, I, I literally thought we were going to end up on the floor of the restaurant. Um, it was kind of, you know, and the hits just keep on coming uh, <laughs> kind of <laughs> evening and, um uh, so when when I went when they asked me to come and and meet and sort of audition for the role in Scrooge, I was really quite delighted because I you know I had this sort of sense of him as being you know this sort of fun person and you know we just met and I I did we did a little improvisational work together and. And I left, you know, feeling very hopeful that they would ask me to do the role, and was delighted when they when they did. Um, but you know, I I found him, you know, it was challenging at times to work with him because he he works quite differently than than I do. You know, being being an actor who started out in the theater, you know, I'm, you know, in in the theater you can't change a word of uh, in your in the play. I mean, it's against the the equity rules, you know, right. you you don't change a word in a play without getting the playwright's permission, and and you know I I had always very much respected that, and always shown up at any rehearsal word as word perfect as I could possibly be, and carried that into my work in film, and even though you're trained as an actor, you're trained to improvise we we improvised a lot in my in my early years as an actor once you start working professionally no one wants you to improvise yeah. <laughs> they want you to you know to know your lines they want you to come in and know your lines and and uh, so that was kind of my m.o. you know coming into this film was to learn my lines and and you know bill kind of his you know his muse or his spark or his creativity comes, you know, from, you know, using the script, using the scenes or the lines as a springboard to, you know, kind of go off in a lot of different directions. So I had to really kind of happily let go of, of a, a certain approach and embrace a, a different approach, which is often we would start out by really improvising a scene and kind of find our way Possibly towards the lines, or possibly not towards Somewhere the else. <laughs> lines. Just you know, kind of it just depended. It, it, it went you know different ways in different scenes, but uh, you know we 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 found we found a, a wonderful way to work together.
0: I think. Did Did Dick Donner handle the improvisational aspect of Bill okay?
1: You know, I, I'm sure he. I'm sure it did not take him by surprise. I think, you know, it, it requires, you know, film is all about, in a way, there's a constant time pressure on everybody, you know, things are scheduled and, you know, you have to get a certain amount of work done in a certain, you know, amount of time. And, and, and so I, I think when you, you know, I, I think the, the, the difficult aspect of it is often, you know, when you work that improvisationally, it takes more time. You know, so it it just slows the whole thing down. So, I think, you know, yes, he he kind of I think very much appreciated, you know, the the qualities that that Bill had to bring to it and how how you know I I don't think he and Bill had ever worked together before. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I don't think they had. So I, I think you know he was kind of getting to know how how Bill went about immersing himself in a, in a scene as at the same time I was, we were all kind of in a, in a learning process. It was probably a little easier with somebody like Bob, Bob, uh, who is also a, a comedian and, and, you know, they probably just, you know, kind of clicked right in, you know, I, honestly, I don't know how much everybody kind of worked a little bit in isolation. Like most of my scenes in the film are just with Bill. Right. So even though uh, there were a, a number of other um, actors who I would have loved to have had scenes with, I, I met. Well, I met a lot of them. I didn't get to work with them and they didn't you know, they didn't get to work with each other either.
0: Got it. You know, you know, I, I jump ahead now because uh, we're on the clock, as they say. And uh, I do <laughs> want to ask you that, you know, we talked earlier about how Raiders of the Lost Ark to you. You didn't know really know what it was and how big a deal it was. So stepping back into that world again for the Indiana Jones film, what was that like? What I mean, I would imagine it's a very different experience than the first time around. Well,
1: you know, you you're absolutely right. I mean, it it, it was such unknown territory when I did Raiders of the Lost Ark in the sense that um you know, we were you know, the script was somewhat, you know, a mysterious wonderful kind of world and and um it was it was being shot in a style that I was a little uncertain of, and uh, I think coming back to Crystal Skull, I was like I I kind of well I knew the you know I had a, a very clear sense of the character of Marion, and and her relationship with with Indiana Jones, and and having you know it's it, it's a glorious thing to have a, a chance to work with a group of people again at, for a second or third time. Um, you know, so, so I, it, you know, it was, it was great, you know, so, so many of the things that make working on a, a project where you're just meeting everybody for the first time and getting to know all the people for the first time, you, you know, there's a lot of takes some time and, 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 you know, uh, just that getting to know you sort of process. Um. So you know, for me coming back into Crystal Skull, it was just like, you know, it's like, you know, downhill skiing. You know, it was <laughs> it was just, you know, you just relax, and I, I I just felt instantly comfortable, and 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 like I was with people that I I knew and and loved, and you know, we'd already been through you know a, a big experience together, even though it had you know been a long time ago, but. Uh, I had seen both Stephen and and uh, Harrison, you know, in the interim. So, so I, I didn't. It didn't feel like as as uh, great a distance as it, you know, had been in years.
0: Right. You know. You also, and, and I'll kind of wrap this up with this discussion. But you know, you directed a short film, right? A tree, a rock, and a cloud. I think it was called. A tree, a rock, a cloud. Yeah. Right. So, if, having done the theater directing, and now you suddenly moved into even if it's a short film, you're still directing on film. What was the experience like for you, and it, did it sort of make you hungry to direct more film?
1: Um, it was a great experience, and it, yes, it has made me hungry to do another film. I have a I have a feature film um, that I am working towards. We're working on the script right now, and I'm working with the writer right now, and we're meeting with uh, producers and, and potential uh uh, you know, financial uh, support for the film, and and uh, yes, I mean it's it's you know it's a, it's a much a larger commitment than acting. You know, when I act in a film, I I you know sometimes have a, a month of research and work and preparation I'll do, and then I come into the film, and it can be anywhere from you know six weeks to three months to shoot it. And I'm done, you know, um, I, I worked on my little short film for like three, three years. Um, you know, we had maybe a year and a half of pre-production of, of getting everything in place to be able to do it. It took about six months to shoot it, edit it, do all the post-production. And then I spent a year taking it around to film festivals so that people would see it. Um, so, so you know you you look back on that and you go, "Wow, you know, it's not that I didn't do other work simultaneously because threaded through those two years, I made a couple of films that i was I was in, and I, I I did other things in my life simultaneously. But you know it's a big commitment, and you really have to you know you you need a major, major um, you know, uh, passion towards a project to follow it through over that long a period of time, I, I found, uh, which fortunately I had for, for this project, for A Tree of Rocket Cloud, because it was a story I had been in love with for 30, 35 years. Um, so I was very, you know, happy to to put that kind of time in, you know, and in in this case, when you do a short film, it's You know, it's time that you're you're giving to something without any recompense at all. It's just out of you know, it's just out of pure desire to 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 tell the story. And but you know, I think I'm I'm kind of you know I'm I'm really enjoying the process of directing and working with actors and and figuring out you know what are the stories I I would be interested in telling. Um, You know, what's worth that kind of investment of one's and life because, you know, often it's not, certainly not a monetary, uh, you know, there's nothing coming back so much, particularly when you do, you know, smaller independent films. So, you know, they, you've got to, you know, find, um, you know, something that you're passionate about.
0: It sounds like you did. You have.
1: <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think I have a, a really lovely story.
0: Very good. Well, before we go, I just want to say to you, happy anniversaries. <laughs> thank add- you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And thank you so much for taking the time today. I really do appreciate it.
1: Okay. My, my pleasure. And have a wonderful holiday.
0: Thanks, you too. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and let us know what you think. We certainly wouldn't be opposed to a nice five-star review on iTunes for the holidays. I'm Ed Gross. We'll talk to you next time.